Hi, this is Emeka and Elandris, and you're listening to the So Far Us podcast, the 30-minute podcast where we break down a trending topic, centering the discussion on the Black millennial woman's experience, and explore what it means for us by answering with, so for us, now let's break down this episode's trending topic. Despite Shondaland continuing to thrive on Netflix with Bridgerton, and for Tyler Perry fans, the recent return of Medea, for the first time in over a decade, Netflix has lost subscribers, specifically 200,000 in the first quarter of this year. They expect to lose another 2 million in the second quarter. After launching not even a month ago, CNN Plus is set to shut down at the end of this month. Subscriptions and streaming services aren't the only things ending. This week, Blackish ended after eight seasons. And we'll have to say goodbye to Beth and Randall Pearson and their girls when This Is Us ends next month. On this episode, we discuss what we're currently streaming and what we aren't streaming. This is a mecca. And for me, every time Netflix hits me with that, our price is going up again because we're giving you great content. I always wonder, do they realize how much great content others are putting out right now? Personally, some of my favorite series aren't even from streamers, like the Wonder Years reboot and of course, Abbott Elementary. I mean, do we really need all of these streamers? I'm not convinced that we do. And even Bel Air, The Game, and The Best Man haven't convinced me otherwise. In fact, I'm actively looking at who to cut from my current streaming roster. So for Landers, you know, if you follow me on my platforms on social media, you know I am streaming Bridgerton, Bridgerton, Bridgerton. I have seen it for the one millionth time. I have picked up the books. I've even started listening to the podcast. That show just brings me life. I've also been checking out Prime Video shows like The Wheel of Time, as well as HBO Max's The Gilded Age. I'm really big into historical fiction, as well as sci-fi and fantasy. Sure that I know the answer to this, but are you one of the 200,000 people who ended their Netflix subscription earlier this year? Or have you thought about it? I have not thought about it and I have not ended my subscription because Bridgerton is saving Netflix's tail for me. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I, I mean, I've had Netflix since they had DVDs and I don't know if some people can't remember that, but um, <laughs> I probably would have gotten rid of Netflix if it wasn't for for certain shows like Mr. Iglesias and Bridgerton and Witcher. Like, I love my historical dramas. I love my sci-fi, my, my teen dramas. I love those shows. And a lot of them are just specific to Netflix. Netflix has the best shows. But then there are other subscriptions that I have like Amazon Prime, which I use for deliveries and stuff. 
I just started getting into that. Like Wheel of Time is a really good show and uh, The Boys is a really good show. So I haven't canceled any of my subscriptions. Um, I don't even know if I'm going to cancel any of my subscriptions. I think Shondaland is probably going to save Netflix though. That's so, <laughs> yes, I thought Bridgerton was pretty much going to be your answer, which you started with, which I knew you were not one of the 200,000 people because I know you love Bridgerton so much. Like, yes, Netflix probably has you for as long as they have Bridgerton. Pretty um, much. Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> I would say for me, though, I have thought about it, you know, every time they go up in price, just because I mean, there's amazing content um, around the internet or different streamers and all that. But okay, let's talk about Bridgerton. Um, yes. So <laughs> <laughs> I've seen and heard like different opinions about how Bridgerton does or does not address race. Um, what are your thoughts about how race is handled within Bridgerton? I think that I don't know enough about the race thing to actually have an opinion form. I haven't really thought about it. Um, but I did read that with the new spinoff series for Queen Charlotte and Lady Danbury and Violet, mo the mother of all the Bridgerton kids, their spinoff is supposed to explain how this world of integration came to be. Right. And so, and that's an interesting point, right? Because some people um, talk about Bridgerton as though it's colorblind and mm -hmm. they ignore race, which I don't think is actually the case, right? Like even in the first season, Lady Danbury tells the Duke of Hastings, we were two separate societies divided by color until a king fell in love with one of us. Um, look at everything it is doing for us, allowing us to become. Um, and then she says, like, love, your grace conquers all, right? Which right. goes to what you were saying, which I'm also thinking is the Queen Charlotte spinoff is going to probably give us more information about racial dynamics in Bridgerton and what it used to be, which I imagine is probably more akin to um, what we would think was probably right. maybe going on that time, but maybe not because I mean, Queen Charlotte became the queen. So it might still be um, not quite what we would imagine at that time, right? But it definitely seems to be planning to address race in a different way than yeah. Bridgerton does. Um, I think um, there is a I think it's in uh, season two where Will Mondrich, the former boxer, speaks with mm -hmm. uh, Lord Featherington, the cousin, and he brings up his father being a soldier and fighting for their place in society as far as like uh, fighting for the country and, and mm -hmm. all of that. And he kind of hints at the tension of race between his father and the society that they had during that time. So I feel like she's been dropping little trinkets here and there to let us know that there was this tension 
And it hasn't mm -hmm. always been this way. Um, it's just not as in your face yet. And I think possibly with the spinoff, they, they might go into it a little bit deeper. I, for one, um, am very interested because a lot of these tensions and a lot of these things that we see with the racial dynamics are no nowhere near the book. Everybody in the book is white. <laughs> Everybody. Right. That's, I mean, that's what I have always assumed. I haven't read the book, but I assume that was a Netflix Shondaland thing to yes. bring in non-white people. But if you think about it, Shonda didn't make everything about a race thing um, in Scandal and in How to Get Away with Murder. She right. dropped different episodes that tackle the race issues. And so I think Shonda might end up doing that. Remember, there was a um, there were two shows that came out that have canceled. There was For the People, uh, which was a really good show by Shondaland. And then by Shonda Rhimes. And then there was that other one, the kind of like the William Shakespeare, uh, Romeo and Juliet. Oh, yes. I forget the name, but I watched it. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I yeah. watched it too. And I thought that was like her first attempt at trying to create this Bridgerton type of world. Yeah. Because remember, we talked about this, not on the podcast, but we talked about how they're having these interracial families the the Montagues and the Capulets were white and black. Mm -hmm. And so it was a very different dynamic. And I was like, this doesn't make sense to us. But now seeing it in Bridgerton, I can see how she's creating this world. I can really see it. Although, I mean, because you love Bridgerton. So do you ever think about, because I think about it, and I guess obviously with the Queen Charlotte spinoff, it will be different. But there's no you know in all in the other shows you mentioned right like scandal how to get away with murder um and the romeo and juliet show she did um star cross there, i think that's what it's called yes star cross um <laughs> there were le romantic leads that were black women and i don't feel like we really have received that in Bridgerton, which obviously we will with the Queen Charlotte spinoff. Yes. But do you ever think about that or you just- I do, good? I do. Because I've posted this on my TikTok page. Like when I read the book about, um, who is that brother? It's the third, it's the second oldest brother, uh, Bridgerton. Mm -hmm. It's not Colin. Right. The the artist. The artist. Mm -hmm. In his story, he ends up oh, it's Benedict. In the B. book. B Benedict. The book, right. Yeah, You're in the book, the book he has yeah. a he has a love interest. And of course she's white in the book. But the way that it's written and the way that you've watched Bridgerton and you read then you read that book, you can almost see the character Sophie, who he falls in love with, being a black woman. Okay because of the way the story is written and the way that you can see Shondaland taking the story and bringing her into a whole other character um, for the show. In my opinion, I really do hope that Sophie is a Black woman. It would make so much more sense. Like, I would believe that um, for Francesca, the the sister one of their the sister francesca her her husband 
is Asian, like of either Japanese or uh, Chinese or Korean descent. I could see that happening. Oh, I thought you were saying in the book he is. Yeah, like in the book, they're they're all white. But when you read them after watching the show, you can see how the dynamics of having different racial backgrounds could actually be put with that story that's been given to you. Okay. Um, and then I did you ever watch um the Anne Bolin series? I don't have AMC Plus. I don't either. I know I did some content so people knew about it even before it came to AMC Plus, like when they were pushing it in the UK, um, with Jody Turner Smith as playing Anne. And a lot of people felt some kind of way about it because, you know, Anne Boleyn is a historical figure who really existed. Mm -hmm. And it's not fiction. And obviously she was not black. And so there's a group of people who are like really excited to see Jodi in the role. And there are groups of people who compared it to, well, what if we had... Um, a white actress play a historical black figure. I mean, but we have. Angelina Jolie did it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm I'm just saying. We had Angelina Jolie play a black woman. Most of the early on black characters, like almost every Cleopatra was a a white woman. Mm -hmm. And we know that Cleopatra more than likely wasn't white. So, I mean... I know that we would feel some type of way if a white woman decided to play Harriet Tubman. I get that. The, the story doesn't make sense for that character to be a white woman. But these Which are... makes me think of there's an article I came across about some executive who actually wanted Julia Roberts to play Harriet Tubman. Oh my God. I kid you not. And it was from a legit source. It obviously did not move forward. Uh, <laughs> but minds work that way there are some minds that work that way so (laughs) i I don't know why i don't know why i think race (laughs) i think i think no one has really been able to do what uh shonda rhimes has done with race and her writing um Mm -hmm. and and that world um but back to the Anne Boleyn story i have not watched it um because i don't have amc plus but i would have loved to have watched it um yeah and I think that goes into one of your questions, which is, did we disconnect cable to only pay for all these subscriptions? And I'm oh like, we need goodness. to have some kind of come to Jesus moment so that we can have all these shows. Like I know Sling allows you to have um, stars for nine extra bucks. It used to be five. Well, see, because that's what I was going to say, because you can do that with like Amazon, but you're still having to pay the other yeah. subscription. And I'm sorry, the little bundles like Disney Plus, ESPN, and they what is it, Hulu? No, like I'm, I'm over all of these streamers. Every channel does not need a streaming app. <laughs> you don't, why? <laughs> like why, I, so I get, I pay for Disney Plus annually. Sidebar, I think all these subscription services need to give us an annual option. Because it's cheaper mm-hmm. than paying yeah. what we pay every month. Um, right. But Hulu is a part of Disney Plus. But why do I have two separate streaming services? 
Yeah. I so, do. Like, I pay for Hulu and I pay for Disney Plus. Um, and then obviously Amazon Prime comes with Prime membership and Netflix. And then I get HBO Max through AT&T. So HBO Max is free for me. Same. And Hulu is free for me through my phone service. Mm, nice. So I'm like, I, I don't have to pay extra for HBO Max and I don't have to pay extra for Hulu. Um, I like a lot of um, 80s and 90s movies too. Like mm-hmm. my grandmother and I used to watch Walker, Texas Ranger. Uh, oh, my grandma loves Walker, Texas <laughs> I mean, at this point, whose grandmother does it? <laughs> but um, Jean-Claude Van Damme and Steven Seagal, like I grew up watching mm-hmm. action movies with my grandmother. Yeah. And a lot of these streaming services that are free actually have these movies like Tubi and Pluto and mm-hmm. um, I think it's Voodoo, if I'm not mistaken. Um, a lot of these streaming services that offer free movies and TV shows offer some of those older movies that you can't really watch on TV like you used to when you were a kid. And so I'm like, what? how do we get a place with a library full of all of these shows? Like, why isn't that I can't go to Google, uh, which is another streaming service? Right. Like, you can. You can pay yeah. Google and and they that. have a connection to Netflix and all these other things. But Google has a library of all of these movies and TV shows, but you can you have to buy them individually. And I'm like, why is there not a place where we can have a segment, a, a section of every movie in every library? You know, and, and I'm sorry, every movie in one library, because it, it, it just doesn't make too much. It doesn't make any sense to the average consumer for us to be paying all this money. Yeah. And I feel like when Hulu first came out, I think I was in law school and that's kind of what it was. For one, it was free at the time, I believe. And it had all of these uh, free, like old shows and movies. Like I watched the entire Welcome Back Carter, um, series because I used to love that show as a child for some reason I guess Nick at Night um, <laughs> um, and then of course then it changed and they started charging and then everybody kind of wants to have their series and they want to have stuff exclusively and you know yeah. just like um, Netflix no longer has um, the like Daredevil, Luke Cage Jennifer Jones now it's over on Disney Plus um, mm-hmm. which makes sense because they have the MCU but then you also, I think you can't get Spider-Man on Disney Plus. like <laughs> Which makes no sense. I mean, I guess it's part of that whole Sony Marvel situation. But um, yeah, so like I had to rent Spider-Man because I'm still not going to the movie theaters yet. Um, yeah, so I had to rent it to keep up with the MCU because it's I don't think it's coming to Disney Plus. And if it is, maybe not anytime soon. But Um, do you think that the reason why they're going up in prices is because people are not going to the theaters? um, Like they used to. But Netflix, I mean, Netflix, I think when they talk about their content, I mean, they do movies too, but I think it's their series. So those things aren't in, um, aren't really in the theaters. And then I know, 
I don't know where it landed, but I remember at some point later in the pandemic, it was kind of some pushback and questioning about those like same day releases on the streaming service and in theaters. Um, and I feel like they're kind of pulling away from that now. Right. And just doing like the theaters. Um, so, no, I think it feels like they're just, well, I don't know if they're being greedy, but they are making a lot more original content probably than when they started, right? Like every time I hear about like a new movie or a TV show, there's a lot of times where it's like, it's going to be on Apple TV Plus or Netflix or Hulu Original. Um, and so they are making a lot of original content and that costs money. And right. Yes, somebody has to pay for it. Um, <laughs> but at the same time, you know, Netflix, um, like I had mentioned before, saying, oh, we're increasing the price because we'll give you this amazing content. But then at the same time, you're also canceling a lot of your original content. And Netflix will cancel you in like one season, like it's nothing. Um, Listen. Which, <laughs> which I heard it's partially because maybe they don't do um, like a network for a series will do like a pilot order where you have to like develop the show and then create a pilot, I believe. And then they decided they want to order the whole series. And I believe I've heard or read that Netflix does not do that. They don't require you to even give them a pilot. They're just like, okay, sure, let's make this. And then they'll let you make the whole season and put it out there. But I also feel like it'll be good shows that come out and they'll take it away anyway. Yes. Do you remember <laughs> this show called Troy? It was about, it was, um, it was it Troy or it was gods of something, but it was dealing with um, the Trojan horse. It was, what, okay. what, was it? what was that? Um, goodness gracious. I forgot the, the whole thing behind it. Um, but Netflix had a show where Zeus was a black man. What? Yes. It's on there. I'm gonna have to look it up, but I binged it. And I remember us talking like, Twitter like going crazy over it because it was like man how is it that they wrote this script so good it's based around the movie it's it's the same thing dealing with Achilles and Paris and Helen of Troy mm -hmm. all of that and they did it with a very diverse cast and I was like man they really did this so I'm interested in shows that tend to Oh, it's called Troy Fall of a City. Okay. It's on Netflix and it's really good. You should check it out. But I'm really interested in shows that really take acting to a new level with really good scripting and giving Black actors a chance. And I think they did a good job with Troy Fall of a City. Now, and before I watch it, though, because mm -hmm. we got to this because we were talking about Netflix canceling shows. Mm -hmm. Did it cancel this show? Yes. After once, okay. See, no, I I don't know if I'll be able to watch it. Did it end on a cliffhanger, or did it end like they knew Netflix might not give them another season, so I can watch it like a limited series, or am I, is my heart just going to be broken? I can't really remember. I'm gonna watch it again. Uh, it is what is it? Eight episodes, and. 
it came out in 2018 and they did a good job it's making drawing you in i can't remember if it was a cliffhanger no it was a cliffhanger oh no ma'am and it made me mad it made me mad because i was like man why won't it come back they had this series and now was it officially canceled or yes. you know some shows oh sometimes they they take a long break okay like um atlanta had a huge break i felt like top boy had kind of a long break and obviously it's the pandemic um going on um so quite a few shows had extended breaks but they officially canceled this one yeah they officially canceled it they were saying reviews and i'm like but did they go on twitter when people were really like pushing this show well if there's anything hbo has taught us it does not matter right Right? (laughs) i'm sure we've already talked about that i've talked about it so many times how hbo has let me down you know occasionally You know, I don't understand why. I will forever be in my feelings about the movie, the TV show Dracula starring Jonathan Reese Myers being canceled after one season and being extremely well. And it was, mm. a, it. think about it, thinking about it, it was another diverse cast. And I'm like, what is wrong? What is wrong with this country and diverse cast and not wanting them to succeed? But especially when Black women watch several more hours of TV a week than other people. And we lean towards shows that have past that look like us and storylines we can relate to. Um, And most um, people of color, according to the report, prefer diverse cast. Yes. But, you know, and diverse cast, I mean, cast and shows and movies do well. Yes, Um, they do. So I really, I don't think anyone has really figured out why they keep doing that. Because it just feels like they can make so much more money. <laughs> they just, could. They mm-hmm. could. Yeah. Um, did you watch Blackish? I did not. I did not watch the last part of it. So I mentioned this when we talked about Insecure. Um, mm-hmm. I have this thing about watching things that are going to end. And I haven't watched it. So I still haven't watched the last season of Blackish. I still haven't watched the last. Well, it just ended this week, but. I haven't watched any of the season because I knew it was ending. Okay. So, but so you did watch the show because some people are not fans of Blackish or, you know, there are people who feel like there are certain shows that are, have like a Black ensemble cast, but it feels like the show isn't really targeting black people. It's more yes. like teaching others about black people. So yeah. that's why I, I didn't know whether you actually like and watch the show, but it sounds like you did. Yes. You just since it was ending. Yes. Um so that's kind of an end of an era. Like when Insecure ended, every, everything feels like it's ending, right? Um I'm are there other shows you watch? I can't. are there are there other shows that you watch with um representation of like black families um yes so pose is one it's a different type of black family um fx pose yeah that's over 
I mean, like, that's oh. still on air. Oh, still are on the air. Oh, uh, and yeah. I still haven't watched the last season of Pose, too, because I'm a <laughs> Um, I had watched that family reunion show on Netflix. It's ending. I think it, it gets See, and I, I won't watch it. I won't finish watching it. <laughs> I told you. Pretend I didn't say that. <laughs> um, it, it, It's hard to say. I didn't get a chance to finish watching The Wonder Years. Which... I really enjoyed the Wonder Years, uh, and so you know that the reboot, obviously, I, I did watch the original too. But we're talking about the reboot, so that's one Black Family that's on network TV. You don't need a streamer. I do watch it on Hulu, but you don't need a streamer for that one. Yeah, I, and I think uh, I don't really know. Um, I think Abbott Elementary was one of them. I, I know it's not a, a a family, but it's a school family. Yeah, so <laughs> um, we are we're cutting in on the thirty minutes. Um, but um, if you all have some good recommendations for us or representations of Black families on TV or streaming services that you think have some great shows or series with diverse cast, find us on TikTok and let us know what series we should be binging and which streaming services we should subscribe to or continue to subscribe to. Thanks for taking the time to listen to the So For Us podcast. Be sure to check us out on your favorite social media sites using the at So For Us podcast handle. Like, comment, leave a review, send us a trending topic you'd like us to discuss, and don't forget to hit the subscribe button. We'll talk to you soon in the best place that is So For Us.